This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. All right, thank you very much to the news teams. The time is 11 minutes past the hour of 10 o'clock. We are talking here defamation libel, slander, crimin injura, and what people often refer to as freedom of expression. And whilst it's an entrenched constitutional right, it's not a limitless right. It is a right that comes with responsibility. People can't just be allowed to say what they want, impugn people's dignity, go as far as they can with peddling a story that can't be substantiated and say they should not face the consequences because they have rights. And Bonang Mateba versus Rio Hopani was one of those tests of the freedom of expression uh, law or principle. And then recently was the Jackie Pamotse versus Basitsana and Romeo Kumalo again testing the metal of that particular principle. Abroad, we've seen it. Prince Harry versus Fleet Street journalists. We've also seen it concerning Naomi Campbell and the British media. And in all of these cases, they won. They won. And why did they win? Because freedom of expression cannot be used as an excuse to denigrate people, lie about them, impugn their dignity, and just run your mouth. It does not work like that. There are consequences. Lerato Ndwampe is a social media legal analyst. Good morning, ma'am. Good morning. How are you? Fine, thank you. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for the invitation. I'm really excited. I really am. Okay, so first and foremost, let's just work through some basic legal terms, Mm -hmm. which I think are embedded in all sorts of principles around defamation so there's defamation mm-hmm. itself mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. it there's crimin injura there is mm-hmm. libel there is slander and maybe there are many more but what do we mean by all of this mm. so basically defamation is the unlawful and intentional publication of uh, defamatory matter concerning another which causes reputational uh, impairment um, when we talk about uh, criminalia, um, then we talk about somebody's human dignity. So over and above reputation, we also speak about human dignity. And criminalia is actually the criminal side of uh, defamation. So there's criminal defamation um, in terms of where the state uh, is the one that that prosecutes, and then there's the civil defamation, uh, which is obviously the defamation that goes through the courts in a civil matter. Okay, and remind us the difference. I I I know I understand civil and state when it mm-hmm. when it applies to big things like murder. Like, doesn't yes. matter where murder happened, it's a criminal offense at any point in time. You can never reduce it to anything less than that. It's not mm-hmm. something we're gonna just negotiate nicely and have a settlement about. Mm. So so a criminal matter is the state versus the accused. So the person who, so in this uh, specific case that we're speaking about, it's the state versus Jackie Pamutse and the Kumalos are the complainant. So they are the complainants because they are the ones that are facing, um, you know, the defamation or the, the injury to their human dignity and the injury to their reputation. In a civil matter, 
it could be it could have been uh, the Kumalos versus Pamoze. Uh, and in that instance, so the test is different yeah. for both. Okay. So in a state matter, uh, the, the state needs to prove beyond reasonable doubt. So it's a bit of a higher test. And then if you go to the civil courts, it's a balance of probability. Um, so then the, the, the test is a little bit lower. So in this specific case, it's criminal defamation because it's the state versus the accused. Okay. This is the first time I've heard it explained like this. So in a state matter, mm-hmm. you've got to go beyond a reasonable doubt. So it's a higher Absolutely. test. And here yes. in a civil case, we're talking probabilities. Yes, we're talking probability. So in this instance, uh, the Kumalos were the complainants. They sued uh, Jackie Pemuto. And it has an element of criminality because there was a protection order in this case that was issued and that was granted. And then there was a contravention of the protection order, uh, which was then violated. Hence, this case has become such a big uh, spectacle because it could have ended at the protection order where there's a gag order and you can't say anything else about the people. Uh, but because you've continued and you bought a book um, and then the book, uh, you know, you basically uh, went above and beyond to actually yeah. injure their reputation. That's where the okay. problem started. So let's simplify it uh, and mm-hmm. just move away from the actual merits of the case. So what mm-hmm. you're saying is um, I say something about you as Lerato mm-hmm. Dwampe. Yes. Right. Um, and you say Lerato cease and desist from talking about me in this way mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you even take it to HR and it gets written down as a complaint and then I yes. turn around and I go mm-hmm. and then I continue doing it mm-hmm. at that point that I continue after I've been asked once to stop mm-hmm. is once we start veering into in this particular instance, the criminal case, and this is why it got serious, because she was given many opportunities in a restraint or to mm-hmm. substantiate what she knows or to produce the video. She didn't do it, but she kept talking. Absolutely. So in a civil desist matter, what we, when we send you a letter, it basically tells you to either stop, so stop talking, stop tweeting, um, and then also we can say remove the, con- the, the content from, from, from wherever you've posted it. So remove it, we give you an opportunity to remove the content. But then if you carry on and you, you don't re- apologize, number one, or you don't remove the content, then it becomes, then we can, you know, get a, a suit. Um, and then it, if it injures your human dignity um, and you can prove then, then it can also become a crim- criminal defamation within the state. If the state sees that there's, a reasonable prospects of success, then the state will then be able to take okay. it further and then lay official charges of right. criminal uh, in your against you. Okay. So what I've always understood, and you're referring to, now, to, to it now, is criminal injurer in simple English means somebody saying something that impugns your dignity. The issue is we all have different thresholds as people. Um, mm-hmm. So people can say many, many things about you, tweet about you, and you have a long rope. There's a there's a long road before you break. Whereas mm. somebody could say something about Mo right now, and that's all it took. Just today was his breaking point. So how do we measure, mm. and how do we define, and how do we establish criminal injury? Mm. So I think it's it's the human dignity aspect. So when we talk about, so we'll have to start from the beginning where we talk about freedom of expression. Yeah. So there is 
freedom of expression and you can express yourself but obviously it is not a unlimited it's not a uh, it's an unlimited yes unlimited right so it does have limits and there's specific uh, areas where you can't really go so you can't obviously propagate for war uh, you can't incite imminent violence and you can't advocate for hatred based on race ethnicity gender and religion yeah. um, but and also uh, it, it you can't incite uh, the incitement must not cause harm and as you've Pointedly, uh, pointed out, harm and human dignity, you know, they, it's, there is a bit of a threshold. But if we think about it, human dignity is one of those uh, constitutional rights that we have in the country in terms of Section 10. So you always have to, there needs to be a balancing scale where even though you have the right to freedom of expression, you can't impair on other people's dignity. Um, it's something that we see commonly, especially in hate speech cases, where the human dignity aspect then comes into it. So um, if we're, I'm trying not to go back to the case, but mm. in this, that's how I can basically explain it in terms of mm. if you're going to impair somebody else's human dignity and, 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 and making fun of, 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 of their relationship, for example, mm. uh, making fun of their sexual orientation and, and just creating this blanket uh, where people can assume and people have all these uh, crazy ideas and it can impugn on your human dignity, how you feel as your human being, how you feel as a married person, how yeah. you feel as a public figure. Yeah. And then it borders on your reputation and you can actually prove that, you know what, not only did you harm me in terms of my reputation, but also my human dignity. Yeah. You know, you, you went further and actually infringed that. Um, so that's how I would uh, okay. explain, uh, you know, how we could probably right. make the difference. And, and that's at a very personal level. Um, sometimes some of these cases, as you referred to earlier, can you know, can apply to a broader social context like hate speech, uh, yes. inciting violence, you know, sedition uh, in a political sense. So just explain that mm-hmm. component where something you tweet or say uh, mm-hmm. suddenly could be seen as a threat to just the stability of a community, a country, a people mm-hmm like we're seeing in the situation with Gaza and Israel. I'm not asking you to wade mm. into the, those politics, but those were also issues that came up is, you know, even if a country has a right to uh, defend itself, mm-hmm. you have no right to diminish the humanity of another people and think that raining down bombs on children, on hospitals, on schools uh, is okay because you've decided mm. that their value as a people is less than mm-hmm. yours and a similar mm-hmm. thing applies when we come to, when it comes to illegal immigration in south africa mm-hmm. it is illegal to be here without a document nobody's arguing mm-hmm. that point but that doesn't give you a right because somebody's illegal to start talking about them using terms that diminish their humility uh, humanity mm-hmm. when you meet them in the streets spitting at them and and mistreating them just because you don't agree that is impugning people's dignity Absolutely. And I think that's where our, our, our constitution shines. And in terms of, uh, you know, Section uh, 16.2, where it says that you have the right to freedom of expression, you can, you have freedom of press and other media, you can receive and impart uh, information and ideas, you can have freedom to artistic creativity, academic freedom, or freedom of uh, scientific research. But where you can't, uh, you know, you can't extend that, you can't use that to propagate for war, you can't use that that to incite imminent violence, 
you can't advocate for hatred, uh, you know, based on, 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 on the grounds that exist so that you can uh, incite harm on those people. And I think that's why our constitution is so great, because we're able to, there is a limit. And over and above just the constitution, there is the Bill of Rights, but there's also the Bill of Responsibility. And with the Bill of Responsibility, each and every right has a responsibility. And what it says is that the right to freedom of responsibility is not unlimited, and it does not allow us to express views which will obviously advocate for hatred based on prejudices, um, you know, on the, the specific grounds that exist, race, ethnicity, oh. gender, religion, sexual uh, orientation, and so on. And we need to take a responsibility to obviously ensure that the freedom of ex- expression is not abused by ourselves yeah. or others. Yeah. Um, so that we must not tell lies or spread um, uh, rumors and insult people where their reputations yeah. and their human dignity is then going to be harmed. Okay. And now let's talk about the social media facet because people, in as much as social media is public and it's ubiquitous and you're sitting in the hairdresser and you can read tweets and see Instagram and you're Mm -hmm. on an airplane if it's got Wi-Fi and you can do the same and you feel like you know people whom you don't know, Mm -hmm. the irony of it is that people also hide behind the anonymity Mm -hmm. of social media. Mm -hmm. You know, people are Mm -hmm. public but they're so private because they use avatars and they come up with their own pseudonyms, etc. So somebody could be tweeting up a storm Mm. using a fake name, lying Mm. about people, swearing at them, hurting them, because there's something about the anonymity of social media. Mm. Mm. And you're correct. I mean, social media communication is uh, instantaneous. Uh, It's interactive, it's borderless, and it's far-reaching. And, you know, when somebody is going to falsely accuse you of something, um, you know, you suffer uh, irretrievable harm and Mm -hmm. your reputation could then, um, you know, it it could never be uh, erased because it exists on the Internet. And for you to actually have that, um, uh, you know, tweet taken down, you actually need to have a court order. So there's something that we call takedown notices. And in in order for you to have a takedown notice that you can give to a social media platform, platform, you need to have a court order from a court that gives you the right to be able to, to do that. And obviously, people are hiding, um, you know, between, uh, you know, uh, behind the eggs and behind the pseudonyms. And that's why I think this case is so important, because once you make an example of, of someone, it's very easy then to be able to, to for people to realize that actually, this is quite serious. I mean, it's not so long ago as well, the 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 I think the, the Twitter account of uh, I think Advocate Barry Rood was a yes. it was a um, what do you call this it was a now the words but it it was um, not, a parody, not a fake a parody, account a parody, but a parody, a parody account. account yes a parody account that was take was suspended because of the so many violations that it has uh, you know that it has done and uh, unfortunately in South Africa in terms of our technology there's so much red tape especially when you are up against an international company that has so they don't they don't care what happens here in South Africa they don't care about our regulations here yeah. so it's very difficult for you to even sue um, those companies. because they have a disclaimer that you can't. So to even get the information uh, of who's behind the account is very, very difficult unless it's it's, it's a criminal matter. But then even that process is very, very extensive. Okay, so so I just want to simplify it quickly before we move on to issues of reparations and uh, and, uh, compensation. So what we're talking about in social media is somebody can say... um, I don't like illegal immigrants. 
That's fine. Mm. That's a point of view. But to turn around and say, and uh, now we're in that space that you're talking about, where mm. if that can mm. be seen as uh, an act of inciting violence, you could find yourself mm. in jail. Right? Mm. Am I Absolutely. understanding you correctly? Yes. Okay. And I like that you said it in Zulu because... Um, that's also another element to the social media accounts where they don't have, uh, you know, indigenous language uh, content moderators. So they can't tell that that is hate speech. Okay. But carry on. Okay, so that's that category of hate speech. Somebody can also go online and say, I don't like uh, Lerato Mbele, which is fine. Mm-hmm. That's an mm-hmm. opinion. But to then say, and somebody said it to me the other day and it, and it got very ugly. She's a beneficiary of BEE. Hmm. Right there, right there mm. is libel because it's a lie. Mm. It's a lie. Mm. I've never had a B con- contract. I could actually literally sue that person for that statement. Mm. Mm. That's libel. Mm. Um, are we right or are we wrong? So I think it, so libel is obvious. So the, in, in terms of libel and slander, libel would be written publication. It would okay. be written a publication. But I think in, in that specific example that you've given yeah. me, you would have to obviously provide evidence. How did that harm your reputation? If you're okay. a So if they've called you maybe corrupt. Yeah, they did. He did. He they, said B is an avalanche of corruption. Exactly. So then that you could definitely sue uh, for defamation based on that, because basically they're saying that you have questionable morals yeah. and that you're, okay. you're basically you're cheap. You can you, you can be bought. OK, but don't worry, um, I, I, I boxed him off the air and I'm very proud of my my my, my decision to do just that. OK, so, so 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 that's another issue where you start lying about someone. You impair mm-hmm. their reputation and you even mm-hmm. make insinuations that they've unduly mm-hmm. profited or whatever the case may be. You mm-hmm. write that stuff up, mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. in a criminal jura libel situation. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yes. and then when we start to escalate it, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is now on the defamation side, it's you yes. do all of the above and then you insist you still want to do it. And so you don't just do one tweet, you do a second, a third, and a fourth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yes. when similar things happened to Bonang Mateba, she mm-hmm. won her case and the court ordered that um, the plaintiff, Rea uh, Khopani, uh, pay Bonang 300,000 mm-hmm. rands. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. In this particular case, the Kumalos versus Pamotse, the mm-hmm. court is saying she needs to go to jail and pay a Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Yeah, those are two very so, different so, outcomes. Exactly. So it goes back then to the civil action and the criminal uh, action. So in terms of the criminal side, so I'll start with the criminal side, where if you are found guilty, remember she's not just found guilty of criminal urea, but she's also found guilty of contravention of a protection order. So now the second leg of the trial we're seeing is now for sentencing. So now they want to determine, you know, what is the the punishment for what she has done, right? Mm. So in terms of the criminal action, um, in, uh, the criminal uh, side, um, the sentences, it could be imprisonment, it could be committal to a treatment uh, facility, mm. it could be a fine, it could be a correctional um, supervision. So that's the benefit in terms of, uh, you know, taking the criminal route because somebody can go to jail, somebody can pay a fine, and it's up to the the court and the 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 the, the prosecution to also advance, um, you know, their they they argument in terms of why she should actually go to 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 to, to, to jail. So they are are also trying, um, you know, the defense is trying to get a fine, which is a bit of a more uh, lenient. Um, uh, uh, mm. 
you know, punishment, if you ask me. So they have, they're going to have two witnesses where the, the, the complainant is going to testify and then they're also going to get a social media expert that will actually mm-hmm. say why she should go to jail. And, you know, they look, they look at aggravating factors such as the wide circulation of the tweets. So in what yeah. you've mentioned, so there was a series of tweets. There were also comments. Um, you didn't, uh, you know, if you didn't dissociate yourself from the commentary, those also fall part of, fall part of your, okay. your publication. Also the intimate nature of the facts. Um, you know, we look at that as well. The mental distress that it was caused by the disclosure yeah. in terms of how the, the, the complainant feels. Okay. So there are various aggravating factors that they look at. And then obviously there are mitigating factors. So if okay. she made an apology, if she removed the tweet, if she didn't publish the book, for mm. example, if she didn't continue to tweet. Mm. So there are mitigating factors that the defense is then going to argue. Okay. So then that's the criminal aspect, okay. right? Then we move over to the civil side. So the civil side, when you talk about the, the Bonang yeah. matter. So in, in terms of the, 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 the civil side, um, the remedies for defamation, there's quite a few. So you can either remove the content. So, mm-hmm. for example, it was better back in the day where you could actually remove the publication or the book or wherever the, the, the publication was. But yeah. on social media, it's a bit difficult because I've taken a screenshot, you've taken a screenshot, yeah. uh, News24 okay. has taken a screenshot. So it exists. So yeah. it's very difficult to mitigate that because of removal of the content. Okay. So that, that's one remedy. And then a public apology. So uh, most of us, uh, most lawyers who, who deal with that will want a, a public apology on the platform where the defamation yes. actually happens. So if the defamation happened on social media, go back to social media, apologize on social media. Okay. So we want a public apology. And then there's the other element of the awarding of damages. So okay. damages, obviously, that's what she got, 300000 Whether he could afford it or not, it's not, it's not really yeah. that relevant. It's, but they could, the court can actually give okay. uh, damages and give a monetary value right. for your hurt feelings or your reputation that is being harmed. Lerato, and that's not what they want to do here. Lerato, we've run out of time, but I just want to, uh, uh, in an answer, for, for those of us who are bystanders reading the tweets or buying the book and then uh, retweeting, do we mm-hmm. hold some kind of responsibility? Absolutely. So it's the chain of publication. If you retweet without distancing yourself, without saying that that is wrong or without saying this is not correct, stop doing this. Then you are also, you know, you can be part of the legal action where I'm also suing the person who commented, the person who retweeted, because what you're doing is that you're actually extending, you're further widening the circulation of that publication, which is not true. Lerato Ntwampe is a social media legal analyst. Senizizwele, power listeners. You need to be circumspect. You need to be responsible. Don't say things you can't prove or back up. Certainly don't peddle rumors. And if you don't know, my grandmother used to say, keep quiet. Drink a cup of tea. Keep quiet. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.